Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another new episode. If you haven't officially joined the Immigrant Nation yet, I invite you to click the subscribe button wherever you're tuning in to this podcast. Another way to become a part of this vibrant community is by following us on social media. You can find us at An Immigrant's Life. It's the best way to reach out if you or someone you know is interested in being a guest on the show. Alternatively, you can shoot an email to animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. Let's connect and share your beautiful story. I don't know where you're from. I hope you're all right. The weather here in Montreal has been, ooh, caca, as they say. It's been cold, snowy, but right now I'm looking outside and it's snowy, to be honest. No, it's sunshine, actually. So that's pretty good. Anyways, how about let's talk about the episode. In today's episode, we welcome a truly remarkable guest. Her journey is a testament to the transformative power of creativity, as she turned a moment of boredom into a flourishing beauty brand, drawing inspiration from her inner child and the things that brought her joy in her youth. She has created beauty products into a vibrant celebration of culture and creativity. Join us as we delve into her unique story, exploring the colorful fusion of childhood nostalgia, advocacy for cultural richness, and motherhood. And with that, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is the creative director of Filipinta Beauty Brand. She creates beauty products that are visually treats, but real treat is her natural beauty. Everyone, please welcome Hannah Acabado. No, not me cheering for myself. <laughs> you have to cheer for yourself. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, you're right. But yeah, hi. Hey, Hannah. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Of course, man. You're cool. You're. I'm like, yo. That's one thing I love about reaching out to people are the artists. They're number one for me. Artists are always number one. But anyways, before we start getting to whatever, why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you or if you want to promote anything? Yeah, so my website is www.filipinta.com. We are on Instagram and TikTok at Filipinta Beauty. Facebook also, but we don't use it as much. <laughs> it's also Filipinta Beauty, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we just have our website right now. Oh, we are also on setupnow.com. Hmm. And yeah, I I don't really have anything to promote right now because it's all a secret until next year. But oh, I yeah, love, I love well, it. Well, I, I guess that's it. that's what I need. What I have to say, like, that's one thing I'm going to promote that there's stuff coming out next year, but I can't say it right now. But yeah, <laughs> it's all planned out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love it. Excited! I'm excited, man. Like I said, offline, I was the first. The when I bump into your uh, account, I'm like, "Yo, this is the shit, dude." It just like oh, brought me back, you. you know. That's good. That's the goal. Yeah, Filipino. Let's talk about it a little bit. First of all, the name is so creative, very Filipino, because you know how Filipinos are. We're very, we love play on words. Do you, can you explain what Filipinta is? Yeah, so Filipinta is a makeup brand that celebrates Filipino culture. 
And the Philippines name is actually loosely translated to face paint for Filipinas. You know, Filipina and pinta. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because you know how Filipinos like when they have parents, right? Usually they put the the mom and dad's name together. You know, but so that's kind of what it is. Like my favorite mm. name that's very Filipino is Blessica. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah. one. So it's kind of like that. Like that's how Filipina is with the name. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned like how Filipinos mixed the father's and the mother's name. I used to hate that growing up in the Philippines. I'm like, that is so dumb. Like it's. Like, what is this? You know, you're making up names. But now, growing up now, and I was like, you know what? That's cool because it's so Filipino. I know. And w- what's funny, too, is like the co-founder, Jaisal, mm. her name is, you know, a combination of her parents. Oh, so okay. it's very common. It's like one in three Filipinos, I feel like. Now, yeah. <laughs> Which I like because, you know, you you won't, you know, how we are. We're so like, oh, I want to be one of a kind. You know, and because of that, it be- it's becoming one of a kind. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you don't know anyone named like that. <laughs> Just you. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, can you share the story how Filipina got started? Oh yeah, so it was 2019. I was breastfeeding my my eldest son, hmm. and he was the kind of kid where you had to carry him everywhere. Like he just did not want to leave my side. I slept with him. Um, I just had him in a carrier like eight hours a day. So, and then when I'm breastfeeding him, I'm on the bed. And if I leave, he would wake up and start crying. So, you know, I I had a lot of time in bed with him. And I thought, you know, I shouldn't do something right now. So I just started doing some drafts on my phone, my notes app, because I was a product and packaging designer um, before all this. So, um. That's basically what I wanted to be as a graphic designer. Like that would be my specialty, right? So I wanted to make a packaging portfolio, but I wanted it to be a little bit more, how do I say this, tangible. So I wanted to create a fake, real brand. So it's not just mock-ups. Like I would really actually make this brand. So um, in my old job, I, I met a manufacturer. And so I asked him, like, can you make me just, you know, like a few hundred pieces? Because, you know, like when you order overseas, you can't just have a few. It has like thousands and thousands of it. So good thing I knew him. And he, you know, he um, let me order just like a few hundred pieces. I made a Facebook page. I made a website, all this. Like we did photo shoots. And that first week, there wasn't really anything. And then just overnight, it went viral. And, you know, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should, you know, like sell this. And in an hour, it was sold out. So I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's kind of crazy. So we tried it again. We ordered like another 200, I think. And it was sold out in that week. Wow. And then we released another collection. Um, It was different now. It's like um, our second collection sold out also within a week. So that's when I thought, oh, we're doing something pretty cool here. So it's really an accident, mm. <laughs> pretty much. What was the first product? The first product was called Diwata Collection. Mm. Um, it was a uh, an eyeshadow palette, two lip glosses, and it's just I wanted to pay homage to 
the Diwata, you know, the mountain goddess, goddesses, I guess. And the cover, the the woman, the illustration on the Diwata palette is actually inspired by Wang Od. Hmm. So, you know, I drew it with all of her tattoos. That's cool. Graphic designer, photographer. How did you end up starting a beauty product? So, I, I've always loved beauty. I've always loved makeup. Hmm. And I think everything, I don't think it's really an accident, but I kind of just fell into this world. Because honestly, I don't know how to make makeup until now. I just liked putting it on. And then suddenly I was thrust into this. I was thrust into this because, you know, because of the viralness, if that's the word. It just went viral. And I basically, um, it's not that I did not have a choice, but I loved that people loved it as well. Because I've been in the, you know, <laughs> I've been trying to be an entrepreneur like a long, for a long, long time since I was, I guess, in high school. And this was the only one that stuck. Mm-hmm. So, and now I'm like, this is my personality. This is me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that you're the face of the product too, of the brand. Yeah, well, that one, because first of all, um, I I see it like as, as a conceptual brand more than an actual makeup product. Mm. It just happens that uh, my my medium as an artist is the makeup product and the packaging. So I don't look at it as a, a makeup company. Mm. So it's just an artist making artist things, <laughs> kind of like that. I love it. I love it. You mentioned before Filipinta, you started some some business endeavors. Can you name one of them that didn't work out? Yes. Yeah, so I had this brand called Space Cakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a clothing line because um, I, I love to paint and I love to do a lot of these, you know, graphic designs. And so I would just like do a lot of all over teas when it wasn't super popular back then. Um, I started with that, and I actually ended that 2018. So I started that, I think, 2010. And it just ended 2018 because I was starting Philippine Telegraphy. So I really tried to get Space Cakes out there, <laughs> but it's not in the cards. <laughs> That's all good. That. What do you think ha- Filipinta has that made it successful compared to your other endeavors? So... The reason that I, I made Philippines in the first place is because I miss the nostalgia mm. of the Philippines. I was always homesick. And I feel like that resonates with a lot of Filipinos in the U.S. as well. And also Filipino-Americans that want to connect with their roots. Um, they see the, the brand as something to bridge, you know, Filipinos in the U.S. to the Philippines, something like that. Because honestly, like when I make something, it's from my childhood or like from something that happened to me or an experience I had growing up in the Philippines. So I think that nostalgia and um, that authentic feeling is there. I think that's why it became successful. Mm, Yeah, I I see that because when I was looking at your products, it was just like time travel. Yeah. Uh, one of your products is wrapped like a um, white rabbit. White rabbit is like a candy in the Philippines. 
that you can actually. It, it's funny because there's two kinds. One's the quote unquote original, and the other one's like the rip off. What's a rip off? Is there one? The rip off is you cannot eat the plaster inside, the plastic inside. Oh, okay, right. The quote quote unquote original, the one you can eat the plastic because there's two wrappers, well, right? Think, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I think I I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, everything you see on Filipina is something that gave me joy as a kid or like as a teenager in the Philippines. And there's always a story like, you know, when I first made it, I did not want to sell a product anyway. I wanted to sell the experience and the, you know, the nostalgia because being homesick is crazy. Like I've been here nine years and I still feel really homesick. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Like every single day, I, I wish I was in the Philippines, <laughs> you know. Why not move back? Oh, I don't think, I don't know. I would love to move back, but I don't think it's in the cards right now. Yeah, it's hard. I, I, I It's hard to move back. Yeah, because mm. I'm also in this limbo now where I don't know where home is. Mm. You know, like here in the U.S., I don't feel super at home. And then when I went back to the Philippines to visit, I'm like, wow, everything's changed. Like, this does not feel like how it used to be. But, you know, that's how time works. <laughs> it just changes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the, one of the curses of being an immigrant. You become in the middle. Like, yeah. you just have to find the niche of being at home. Like, I can be at home in the Philippines. I just have to find the, like the corner of like what makes me feel at home there, you know? Why do you say that you don't feel at home in the U.S.? Um, okay, so there's a few things that make me feel like that. I mean, home is, what, what's, the, what's the term for it? Like home is where the heart is, something like that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that what they meant by that is because your family is there right? or something. And I have a new family here. I have two kids. I have a husband. But um, I'm still looking for that um, that village feeling, you know, you know what I mean? Like that barangay feeling, like you go outside and you know everyone. And it's just a very different environment for me. So, you know, like I'm so used to dealing with Filipinos. Like when you go out there, it's so easy to just like talk to them. And they're so jolly. It, it feels like a party all the time, at least to me. Right. Like it just feels really lively where I used to live. I lived in Project 3, Peasant City. So that's in the middle of Katipunan and Kubao. Mm -hmm. You know where that is? Like Anona? I know those. I know. I've probably been there, to be honest. I am terrible with yeah. places. First of all, I <laughs> okay. don't like the city. I never like. The only reason I go to the city is because my friends go to the universities. Or I have to go shopping. But other than that, I don't like Manila or Quezon City or whatever. Where do you live? I live in Rizal. Yeah, that's out there for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah. love it there. I, I never want to go. I never like Manila. It's too noisy. It's crowded. It's full of crime. And the and it's just the, the pollution drives me bananas. No, no, you're right. Because... Um, even like, because uh, you, like you said, it's like there's so many people and so polluted that the divide between the middle class and the lower class is just one street apart. 
Mm-hmm. Literally, like that's my area. So I had a lot of fun there because it's like different. It's just like a different mix of people that you get to be with, and it's just not the same here. You know, like I just don't feel. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, things change. People change. Maybe it's different for me now if I go back there and experience it again. But yeah, I'm just looking for the community. Do you have friends now in the states, or you're still struggling to find friends? Oh yeah, definitely. It's just that um, we move every year. <laughs> yeah. So this is the first year that we're actually here hmm. for good. Um, since I moved here in 2015, me and my husband, we would move every single year. So we've lived in LA, in Brooklyn. Uh, we moved to Virginia. And then, you know, various places in upstate New York. And now we're in Rochester. Is that because of work? No, just because. (laughs) (laughs) Just because we could. Um, But yeah, um, it's hard to make friends because like when I do make friends, we have to leave. Hmm. So now that we're here for good, I'm like, I'm just out there being a, what do you call that? Uh, A socialite. Just trying to make friends everywhere. Yeah, you need friends. You cannot feel at home if, if you don't have friends. Yeah, I think that's it. Because, um, yeah, back in the Philippines, I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of family. Mm-hmm. And then moving here, it's like it's a little bit more individualistic. Like, it's up to you, whatever you want to do, you know, do you do you type of behavior. So it's like, oh, I'm not used to that. I don't know how to be alone. Like, I, I slept in the same bed with my parents. Until I left the house at 25, <laughs> you know, we all slept in like a queen, like two queen beds on the floor all together. Is that a <laughs> decision no or because there's no space? Um, I think it's both. Mm. I think it's both. Yeah. Because even when my husband visited, visited us, like he lived with us for two months. He was in the same bed with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and he had no complaints. He was like, oh, this is the Filipino way. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Poor guy, man. I, I hey, he's a keeper, yeah. man. If he sticks yeah. there, it's like imagine him talking to his friends. Because I know your fr- your husband is not Filipino. Imagine yeah. going back to his friend and say, "Yo, you know, I slept on the same bed as my in-laws." I know. <laughs> that is bananas. So I know. How do you guys meet? If you don't mind me asking. Okay, this is funny because we always say, like, this our press release is we met at a Starbucks mm. in Katipunan. But we actually met on Tinder. Mm. <laughs> you know, because, like, back in 2000, when was it? Like, 2014, I think we met on Tinder. Um, it was a very different dating app at the time. Like, most of the people there, oh, I, I know this person. I know this person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because in Manila, like, you you basically know everyone so yeah and then when i saw him he didn't really have photos of his face he had like architecture photos like hiking photos of like flowers and just very artistic and i'm like wow i love this not knowing he's a psychopath (laughs) right (laughs) well he did have a photo of his face but you know it's more like it's only one thing Hmm. And it's more like architecture, all that stuff. Because he's an architect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I decided, okay, th- this will be the first time I'll meet someone on this app. And we did. And we went through the legal phase, like the real courtship 
States. No way. So, yeah, um, he courted me for three months over the phone because he was living in Japan at the time. Okay. He just went to the Philippines to visit a little bit. And that was his last night when we met. So we had no choice, really, but to be on the phone for three months. Yeah. So we did the whole legal thing like, like that. That's cute. And what's about him that made you think, like, I think this is the dude? I don't know. I guess it's true when they say that when you know, you know. Mm. That's what happened. So. Is he American? He is, yeah. Did you have a dream of immigrating before meeting him? Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so what happened was I, I got pregnant. Uh, back in 2018, I was about to go home. It was like my last month because I had a student visa and then I had a work visa after. Because I think after you become a student, like when you're in university or something like that, you have to do OJT, like work for a company. So that's what I got. And it was my last month. And I was like, gosh, I'm ready to go home. Finally, I was like packing boxes to like bring, you know, balik buying boxes. And, um, and then he found out I'm pregnant. So he was like, let's just get married. And he was excited. We were going to have a kid and all that stuff. So I'm here. <laughs> You're stuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what What did mom and dad say when you say, yo, I'm preggy? Oh, they were so excited. <laughs> they were so excited. My brother and I, um, I told my brother first. I was like, hey, you got to surprise them. Like bring a cake and everything. And it was kind of a fail because my parents thought that it was him and his girlfriend having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of backfired, but it was funny. Yeah, but Filipinos are not good with surprises anyway. I know. They were like, huh? Who's pregnant? You guys? You know, we're <laughs> terrible with surprises. Like, you know how like when we're like, oh, we're going to be a surprise party and everyone, everyone's car is in front of the, someone's house. Like, that <laughs> doesn't, it does not work. That way, you have to hide. Yeah, but it makes up for, you know, because Filipinos are great at parties. Like, mm. they're the life of the party. Mm -hmm. so it makes up for that, I feel like. Yeah, no. You don't want surprises. 100%. 100%. Like, I, we take pride with our parties. Like, yeah, for you sure. You cannot leave without your belly exploding. And while it's exploding, you make sure you got your hands are full with ballots. Yes, and a karaoke competition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned karaoke, right? Like, you know, when you have like other cultures going to a Filipino house, they think you have to be a good singer. Right. You, you don't like, have to be a good singer. All we need is for you to sing. Do you think we're all Celine Dion over here? Most likely. There, there is something in your genes that make you <laughs> Well, speaking of singing, level. I saw you that you're, you're a good singer. Oh my gosh, where did you see that? Don't worry about it. I'm a CIA agent. <laughs> That's crazy because I don't even talk about that anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I used to have like, um, I, I can't say it's a career. Like, I would say it's a mediocre success in, <laughs> in that realm. Um, yeah, I used to make music. Um, I think it was 2012 to 2017 when I made music. And then I had a kid and I just stopped. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> Why? If that's what you want. Well, because I, I really try to produce my own music. Mm. So that takes a while. Like you sit down and you really focus and you 
can't really have that anymore. Yeah. So I'll just wait for them to grow a little bit older and then like to make again. But right now, yeah, because right now they're my priority. Oh, 100%. Are you Visaya? Um, my mom is Visaya. I understand Visaya completely, hmm. but I can't speak it. And that's why Absolutely. you're a good singer. Is that is that how it is? Yeah, Gadam Visayas, yeah. man. They got all the singers. They're like beautiful mm. voices. I would say 90%, maybe more uh, singers in the Philippines or international, most likely they're Visaya. Most likely. Because it's the dialect. Mm-hmm. Your dialects are like they're sing- you guys are singing. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. That's one thing I, I don't like about Visaya because they all have, I always wanted to sing. I'm like, yo, how come you guys have this singing voice and we don't have anything? I'm Tagalog. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we're an artist, you know, but we don't have the singing part. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's it's just so weird. Does mom can sing? Um, she sings a lot. I think she can, but mm-hmm. she always says, oh, I don't know how to sing. But then yeah. when you force her to sing... That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, okay. Celine Dion over here, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You mentioned motherhood. Did you always want to be a mom? Um, Not really, no. Because um, I was really career-driven. Mm. You know, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I was so laser-focused on just becoming a hermit, like an artist. You mm. know, like, I want to live alone, <laughs> stuff like that. Um. But when I had my first child, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, he really changed my mind about like having kids and being a mother. And I just gravitated towards it. And I was like, I'm actually good at this. You know, like if there's anything that I'm not humble at, it's, you know, like I'm very proud of being a mother and how I don't, I don't know, like how I raised them. Like, I loved it so much that we had another one, (laughs) you know? Well, we're planning to have another one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but like, I want it to be a girl, but in my heart of hearts, I know it's going to be another boy. My girl. <laughs> Trust me, I thought my second one would have been a girl. I like, I did the math. In my family, it's always boy, girl, or girl, boy. Always. Right? Okay. Boy, girl, girl, boy, go. Like, there's a pattern. Every cousins, right? Every uncle, every aunties. With me, boy, boy. You broke the, the generational pattern. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of like pisses my, my wife off because my wife is Canadian. <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. like, she wanted the Filipina hair. She wants to brush the Filipina hair. <laughs> I was like, well, right. that's not happening. I only make boys. I know. But boys are fun. They're amazing. Yes. Yes. They, they are fun. They're, they're the best. I love being a father. It's the greatest. Being a mother... How did motherhood change you as an artist and entrepreneur? Ooh, um, I guess now I'm a little bit more organized. Because before I was just like, oh, I have an idea. Let me do it right now. Like, let me spend 40 hours on this thing. Like, really obsessively finish this thing and then not touch it ever again. Like, that was me before. But now everything has to be regimented for me to actually finish something. Because, like, this past year, I released so many things. There were so many products that I released. Because we had a two-year low because of the pandemic. So, because I think I said it before in another video that I made. 
um, I made concepts for five years, even before starting Filipinta, because, you know, like, just in case it becomes a, a big thing, like, at least I, I'm not sitting here just wasting the opportunity that, you know, that it's viral right now, and then I don't have anything to, like, follow it up with. So now, it's just being organized, like, writing everything down, scheduling everything. That really helped me. Like, motherhood did this to me because I wasn't like this before. I really was not. I was just very impulsive. And through artist. Yes. And now, but now I'm a, how do I say it? Uh, an organized, organized chaos. I love chaos it. Artist. I love it. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. mentioned about your creating process. Let's talk about that. Like, do you set, you, you set up a certain time and then you're going to say, Okay, at that time, at that amount of hours or minutes, I'm going to create something. Yeah, so now I have to break it down to weeks because um, if not, it's going to be crazy. So at 6 a.m., I would already be awake because I have to make baon. I have to make lunch for my son. And they always have to be great. You know, like rice and <laughs> some type of food. <laughs> some type of ula. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel like I have to do that so i wake up that early have my coffee because everyone's still sleeping and map down what i have to do that day um i only have four to five hours max a day to work on things so i would i would do it like every week it would be a different task like this week it would be concepts next week it would be research and development you know product development like i would start doing the formulas and all this stuff third week would be shipping and then fourth week, um, I can't think of anything right now, but it's kind of like that. Like, that's just how my month goes. Organized. I love it. Did you know anything about, like, makeup at all? Like, chemistry of the makeup? How did you learn? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. So my co-founder, Jaisal, I was surprised that she knew a lot about color theory, you know, with makeup and um, complexion, like skin complexions. Like, she would tell me, because, like, when I started it, I just, like, picked a bunch of colors and was like, oh, these all look good. But she was like, oh, that will not work for brown skin. Wow. Or that kind of, yeah, like, she taught me about neutral tones, cool tones, warm tones in skin and how it affects the color when you, like, put it, put, let's say, eyeshadow or lipstick on top of the skin. Like, okay, it's not going to work. It looks washed out. It looks gray. And I was like, how did you, because I've known her since I was 12. So I can't believe that she knew all this and did not say anything. How could so, she hide yeah. that from you? I know, right? Like, And by the way, you're a terrible like, friend for not knowing that. <laughs> I feel like it's just like a natural talent of hers mm. that was never really, um, there was never really a chance to showcase it until I asked her, like, what do you think of these colors? You know? And she was the one who told me about the ingredients too. Like, oh, you have to put this in the lipstick if you want it to be matte or glossy or, you know, stuff like that. And I was just like, um, yeah, so I learned it from her. And a lot of it I um, researched. I joined some classes. <laughs> I really immersed myself in this because it really is chemistry. And I learned about, you know, like the business side of things, like the FDA um, sanitation, all that stuff, because it's very important because cosmetics is, you know, kind of like food. 
So I treat it like food. It also looks like food, which is funny. But yeah. Who inspired the style, the style that you have? Uh, of course, it's based from Filipino products and whatnot, but it's v- like the way you do it, it's something else, man. Um, so I worked for a company uh, back in Manhattan, back in 2018, and they really honed my style to how it is because my creative director and the creative team in general is just amazing. Like they taught me a lot about the industry and what the industry industry wants because you know because for me there's a difference between an artist and a designer and i really see myself as a designer because i cater to the wants of the people you know like what they like to see or what they want to buy and we worked a lot with you know urban outfitters target anthropology you know all these big companies and they ask us, like, this is what we want from you. And so it kind of, like, melded with my style, with my very eclectic, colorful style. It just made it more appealing to the masses. I don't know if I'm making sense, but, yeah, I think the company that I worked with, the creative team and the creative director that I worked with, they really helped me get this style. Because back then, my style was just like, it's whatever. Like, I didn't even think about colors very much. <laughs> yeah. How do you choose the subject or the products that you will create? Let's say, like, by the way, the Pabitan birthday box, fire. <laughs> Dude, I, was, I saw it, I'm like, yo, that is so, <laughs> so clever and so beautiful. No, um, so with those, I, I really do a lot of, research before because i so the thing with philippines that is it's my advocacy to put filipino culture out there because i think we're now the second largest asian american group right i think so yeah yeah so but there's not a lot of things known about filipino culture so every time i put out a product i want them to know that hey this is what we have like this is very unique so i would like go back go back into like contact my inner child i would contact my inner child and be like what made you happy when you were younger and the pobitan is one of those like a lot of the comments in my pobitan video they would say i'm the shortest like i I never got to get any toys and that was me (laughs) and that was really me so and now we have the chance to like pick all of those gifts Mm. for the ones that doesn't know (laughs) do you mind explaining what the pobitan is yeah, so the pavitan is like a Filipino piñata, but instead of like the usual shape of the piñata, it's just like the treats are hanging from bamboo sticks and the kids are under it. And I think there's like a string that makes it go up and down. Yeah. To tease the kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of grab whatever you like. Yo, I have a technique for that, dude. I go before birthday starts, I go. <laughs> And I will oh. look for, I will look for like, okay, that's what I want. I'm going to position myself underneath oh. that thing. I do not care about anything else. I just want that, especially if it's money. Oh, yeah, there is money there. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's smart. You're, you're scanning beforehand. Dude, I ain't got no time for that, man. When you're poor, you got to hustle, bro. And yeah. by the way, it's so dangerous. Remember when you grab and it goes sideways and hit the kids? 
I know. And then everyone's elbows is on your face. It's kind of crazy. And we but do. Yeah, 100%. And, but we do have a piñata of some sort. We had the palayok. Oh, yeah. The palayok, I feel like it's more dangerous. <laughs> I hate that thing, dude. It's like, you, if that breaks, it hits your stupid head. And there's a bunch of coins falling on you too. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes they'll yeah. like just, I remember I went to my cousin's birthday. My uncle, he's a practical joker. Instead of putting like money and whatnot inside, it was just like rocks and stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> and then, so when you hit it, you'll be like, what the, like there's nothing here, you know? And then he throws the <laughs> coins. So it chaos. Oh my gosh. I love that. But actually, my dad did the pabitin like a few years ago for my kids. Oh. Yeah. I, I'll look for the picture. I'll send it to you. But it's funny when you move and you forget things, you know? Yeah. Especially for me, like I, I'm in the, like, the quote-unquote white area. I forget mm-hmm. things like that. And I, uh, unfortunately, I'm not as close to the Filipino culture because they're far away. That's why I love reconnecting to my people, to Filipinos, you know? Yeah. Well, thank God for the internet, too, because it's so easy to connect mm. this way. Because imagine if we moved here maybe, like, I don't know, not even that long ago, like 2000s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it a little bit hard. Your products, they are, like I said many times, are work of art. Have you had anyone reach out and say, yo, I'm not throwing these bottles, man. I'm keeping them. and I'm collecting them. Oh, yeah. Like, they're meant to be collected. I wish that you will never use it. <laughs> like, for example, the sewing kit lip balm that I make, hmm. I really position every single item in there individually, like one by one with a tweezer that they use for food. You know? No way. So, yeah, like it really takes a long time. So they're really meant to be kept and just, deco- you know, for decoration. But obviously you can use them. I'd rather you not though, because um, so be- when I started Filipinta, like it's just limited edition. Like once it's gone, it's gone. But last year I just tried this thing where it's just like overflowing. Like whenever you order, it's going to be there. I'll make it on the spot when you order. But it's I, I realized like okay, it's kind of taking away from the artistry of it because um, people think are now thinking that I'm actually a company when I'm not. <laughs> It's just one person doing the shipping, you know, everything, you know, a small business, guys. So, yeah, I'm going back to my old, um, what do you, how do you say it? I'm, I'm just going back to how it used to be. Hmm. You just want, like, limited edition. Yeah, like drops. And I hmm. realized, like, this is the norm for small businesses anyway. Like, I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like, like that. Like, just drops. Mm-hmm. I like that one that you did, the calendar that you did. Bro, that style, I was like, yo, that's what it looks like. The calendars from back home when they used to buy, when you go to like a Sarisari store and they have like, I don't know, like oh. Hana Sarisari store in the color, the blue and red and the white. Yeah, like those calendars are the best. It's like the best design, I think, because um, it's very bold and it tells, it's very simple. Like it tells the, the date right away you know there's no frills there's no there's nothing that's it but yeah like 
you're right. I saw it in a Sari Sari store because I live near a Sari Sari. We all we all did at one point. <laughs> we lived near a Sari Sari store, and it's always there. Mm-hmm. It's always there. Yeah. And if it's a bigger one, they give it away. I know that's crazy. Yeah, they give it like okay, like Hannah's Sari Sari store. This is the address, the phone number. Yeah. Not that we ever call anyone anyway. <laughs> right. We just show up. I know. Yeah. By the way, for the ones that doesn't know, Sari Sari store is like someone's house that they just started a <laughs> some sort of a store that you can buy anything. Yeah. It's, all, it's a. It's. It, I would say like it's like a bodega, like in New York. Exactly. Yeah. You can buy pretty much whatever, and sometimes when obviously growing up, growing up in the Philippines, we sometimes we drink in the street. Dude, we used to go to the Sari Sari store, bro. We will buy one piece of ice, which is like a peso. Or one bottle of gin, which is like 20 pesos. Bro, this store will stay open for us just for like one bottle of gin. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh, what time are you guys closing? Oh, we're closing around this time. And we're like, but if you guys want more, just knock on the on the door and we'll be on the floor sleeping. I'm like, seriously? For like a 20 pesos? Yeah. No, even the Sari Sari store near our house, it was like 24 hours. Like every time I go there, like... When I come home at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., it's still open. Mm. I, I feel like there's shifts. <laughs> like there's a night shift. <laughs> but like, shift. I think it's they don't really care about making money. It's more of like serving the community. Yeah. I, I really love that. Oh, I miss I miss the Philippines. <laughs> Suddenly. Yeah. It's hard for you because you don't have your family here. I get it. Can you elaborate on the significance of representing Filipino culture in your work? Um, yeah, so, yeah, like I said, I just feel like people need to know a lot about our culture because it's very vibrant. There's so much to know. And I just, you know, like, I, I'm very embarrassed to say this, but when I was growing up, I just felt like I need to be more Westernized to be cool. You know, like, when I got here, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely Westernized, but it was so far from the truth. And then I, I don't know, like, I just felt like it's bringing me back to my roots. And I don't want to get so political or however you want to say, I, I don't even know the word, but it's like, I'm just trying to like reclaim our power as Filipinos and like get past this colonialism that you know, we've been plagued with for years and years and years. And yeah, I just want people to see like, and Filipinos as well, like this is our culture. It's very beautiful. Like, why would you want to be this or that or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, Like me when I was growing up, you know, like I was a victim of that too. Like, oh, I need to have white skin. My nose is not great because it's not pointy, all this stuff. Yeah. But now I'm probably pongo. And probably Morena, but I'm not super Morena anymore, which is so sad. Yeah, you're white now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I was like five complexions darker before I got here. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's just, I don't know. I think it's the lack of sun. Yeah, just, there's a know, lack of sun. I, I, yeah. same, being, same here. I'm like, I knew I always had like some, a little bit light skin because my, my mom's a bit light skin, but I, I yeah. always love a Moreno. Always, even when I was younger. Yeah. I never I was never I was never like I wanna be white. I wanna be never. I was never I uh, always proud of being Moreno. 
The nose part, I'm like, eh, yeah, a little bit there. But no, I was like, no, I'm cool. I, I think I, I remember, it, I think I was like in grade six when I realized like, I'm cool because I'm cool. Yeah. I don't need to be cool because I want to be cool. I, I, I remember saying that to myself. And I was like you too, like, like I wanted to be westernized. Yeah. And then you get him like, I am not westernized at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was like, it was so crazy when I got here. I was humbled so much. I was very humbled. It's like, you know, in the Philippines, it's kind of easy to talk to people. Like, easier. So much easier to just, like, kind of go up to someone and be like, Ate, hey, what, you know. And when I got here, I tried to, like, insert myself in the conversations. Like, the first few people that I met here, it's like, um, yeah, just like friends of a friend. And we were all in one group. And then I tried to be, you know, in the group, like try to like laugh with them and stuff. And they would just like be quiet and look at me. And then they would not talk to me at all. I was like, wait a second. Because I, I don't know, like when I was growing up, when there's a new person in the group, you're like, so where are you from? You, you know, welcome like you them. Really, yeah, you really talk to them. And that's always been my experience. So when I got here, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I'm not being talked to, you know? Mm. Yeah, maybe it's a culture. Yeah. yeah, it's a culture. Plus, those people are assholes. Right. I don't think they've ever met a Filipino before. <laughs> oh, no way. Oh, yeah? You know? Yeah, because um, it's a very white area, too. So I feel like they've never really met anyone. And... Yeah, I, I don't fault them for that because maybe sometimes it feels like, you know, I don't know what to say to them or, um, yeah, there's really nothing to talk about, nothing to ask. That's what I'm thinking, that they're thinking, you know, like maybe they feel a little shy to, to engage, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I was I was the same when I started here. Like I was trying to make friends because like you said, back home. You can never leave the house by yourself. There's always one or two person with you. Yeah. And it was a hard, uh, it was a hard slap in the face. I, for the first few days, I'm like, yo, I am all alone here, bro. Yeah, I know. And you know how, like, in the Philippines, they're very assertive hmm. when they help. You're like, oh, let me carry that for you. Like, when you're carrying, when you see someone carrying something heavy, they're like, right away, they're like, oh, let me carry that. Or like, oh, come here, let's eat, whatever. Here it's just like, I'm going to eat this food in front of you. And not, yeah, you know? dude, I hate that, yeah. by the way. I could still never, ever eat in front of someone that's not eating. Right. Never. Or like at least offer. Offer to no. eat. I will offer and I will buy you the food because I'm not going right. to eat in front of you. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm sinning right. not to share <laughs> food. Heavy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember when yeah. I, we're new here, I was working with my sister and I was with my coworker and we we're just talking, you know. And my sister was eating. Me, I was just chilling. And she was eating French fries and yet I just ha like grabbed one of the French fries and my coworker's like, Whoa, what are you doing? That's not nice. I'm like I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, that's her food. I'm like, she's my sister. For her it was an I insult, know. you know? For us it's <laughs> like, Yeah, you should be eating anyway. Yeah, we just kind of grab other people's food. I mean, when you're close, when you're close to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not like a random person, but yeah. Right. 
Yeah. You're pretty successful, but do you still get moments of doubts that make you think, go back to a secured full-time job? Oh, absolutely. Because um, right now, the stakes are higher for me. Now that I have kids, like there is no um, way for me to really not succeed. You know what I mean? Like, there's no wiggle room for failure. Like, um, I really have to work hard on this because otherwise, it's not just me that's going down. It's a whole shit, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I, well, my husband's working, but it's like, I, I want to help out, you know? So I try to really help financially. I don't need to, but I want to, right? So, yeah. Um, personally, it's also like, just a personal goal of mine to like reach my my goals <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah there's always that doubt imposter syndrome um i have a lot of ideas that i did not release because i'm thinking oh my god this is so cringy or people won't get it all that stuff but the ones that actually do get really popular or viral is the ones that i just spend five minutes on <laughs> you know <laughs> which is kind of crazy to me Yep. So that just means, like, you know, don't take anything too serious like that. Mm -hmm. The life of an artist, like most of the artists that I speak to, I'll be like, yo, dude, that piece that you did there, that's gorgeous. And I'm like, that? I did that in like in two minutes. I'm like, I actually wasn't thinking of posting. I'm like, are you crazy? That's like one of your best work. Like, I don't know. Oh like, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know why. I've, I've spoken to like a few of them. Every time I say, yo, dude, that one piece there, that's your shit. And they'll be like, oh, I, I don't, I wasn't even sure if I should post that. I'm like, what? That's the best. Yeah. That's so interesting that that happens. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because you're like in that moment, you're just creating, you're not thinking. That's true. You know, like that happened to me with banana ketchup because not last year, but two years ago, I, I just gave birth, right? And I was having like postpartum depression and all that. And I couldn't really focus on Filipinta at the time. And then one day I just kind of woke up and was like, oh my God, what if I make lip sauces, you know, like lip glosses, but made of, I mean, the inspiration is the sauce. Because I remember when I was younger, like the banana ketchup is very red. Mm hmm. So I would like sometimes put it on my lips, <laughs> like, <laughs> like to imitate a lipstick, but it's too glossy. Like at the time, I didn't even know what a lip gloss was. You know? I was like maybe eight or nine. I don't think lip glosses were a thing. So, and yeah, like I woke up, I just did it right away. Like I, I mixed it up and everything, posted the video and that was it. Boom. By the way, for the record, I hate banana ketchup. What? Why? It's the taste. <laughs> it tastes funny. Of course, funny. when I was poor, I will eat anything. But right. now my my palate has changed. Like, dude, this is horrible, oh. bro. Like compared to tomato ketchup, you mean? Or oh, yeah. just in general? Tomato like ketchup is the best. I love the tomato ketchup. Really? I like, yeah. I still love Mang Tamas. Don't get me wrong. I love Mang right. Tamas. Oh, I mean, Mang Tamas is Mang Tamas. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot eat lechon like, without Mang Tamas. It's never polarizing, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's really interesting to me that you don't like banana ketchup. No. You, you know, it's funny. 
when I went back home or went to Jollibee and I went to McDonald's, I prefer McDonald's. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, McDonald's in the Philippines does hit different, though. Yeah, it tastes honestly. different. Yeah. But yeah. of course, Chicken Joy is Chicken Joy. No one's even going to play with that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I even sure. told to my black friends, I said, yo, you don't know what fried chicken is till you taste Chicken Joy, all right? <laughs> chicken Joy is something else. It slaps. Oh, my God. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it. And just seeing your background, too, I'm like, oh, my God, I miss Jollibee so much. Yeah, when was the last time I had? Two years ago. I went to Toronto. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. well, because we don't have Jollibee cl- uh, anywhere close. It's Toronto's the closest. Yeah. Speaking of Jollibee, I know you did that eyeshadow palette, Jollibee. What was the inspiration in that? Oh, my God. So April Fool's is like my Halloween. Like, <laughs> I would go all out with it. Like, I would do, like, photo shoots and really mock up everything. So. Well, obviously, the inspiration is Jollibee. Like, I've been trying to get them to contact me. Or, like, I've been trying to contact them for years. Like, maybe three years in the making. Like, who can I talk to here? How can I license the Jollibee logo? Like, I need to have a collaboration with you guys. Because Jollibee has been a big part of, you know, my my life. Um, and a lot of Philippines. So it's, it's church. Like, this is, yeah. And, you know, like here in America, there's so many collaborations with food already, like makeup and food. Like Nerds has one. Um, I think, what's it? Even Cheetos, you know, has a an eyeshadow palette with someone. So I was like, why don't we have one too? So I made that Jollibee thing, but I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm collaborating with Jollibee during April Fool's because I don't want to get taken down, you know, like. My my Instagram might be taken down. And I don't want that. So I just like straight up said, I'm doing this because I want Jollibee to notice me, like tag Jollibee, <laughs> you know. But yeah, like the colors in the Jollibee palette, it's all the the mascots. Mm. And people were like, I didn't know there were more than three mascots. <laughs> That's actually eight. I think it's eight. This, I think, yeah, I think you're right, eight. Because they tried to copy McDonald's because McDonald's used to have like other ones, right? Oh, do they really? Yeah, they had like oh, uh, Birdie and then the ma- Hamburglar and then they had these three things. I don't know what they are. Right. Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. The one with the big eye. Did they ever contact you, Jollibee? Oh, my God, no. I even got LinkedIn Premium so that I could start messaging people from Jollibee Corporate. Like, hi, who can I talk to here? Like, I started looking everywhere. And I never got an answer. Like, I never got an answer. Well, someone messaged me back. They were like, oh, I don't know who to contact because I'm just marketing director here. Hmm. So, thinking, How's the director. rule there? Because obviously <laughs> that's a logo that they have. And yeah. you did a mocked up or you did a, like a version of yours. Can they just say to you that, hey, you can't do that? Yeah, of of course, but um, it's also under a parody. You know, like, I'm not selling this. This is, like, personal use. I'm the only one who has it. No one else has it. Like, I only did it for April Fool's, and I had to say it like a disclaimer because I don't want to get taken down. And, you know, Jollibee is very lenient, too, when it comes to lawsuits. Not that I'm trying to say that they don't do it, right? They definitely do. Um, do cease and desist or even like sue you if you use their logo and stuff. 
But yeah, they've been very lenient with people. So I'm just glad that they didn't do anything. But I want them to do something. I want them to contact me and be like, yes, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. it's so clever. I'm like, you feminized Jollibee. <laughs> it's so funny. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. going back to that topic, because most of your products looks like your other products, right? Like mang tamas or banana ketchup. Thankfully, no one has ever contacted you and saying like, yo, season desist, you got to stop this. No, because I don't copy them. You know, I just, um, they're more like inspiration. And um, I really make it different. And I put my name on it and everything. Well, not my name, but Philippines' name. And I learned this from um, a designer friend of mine also. Like this all falls like fan art or something like that. So, yeah, it's kind of a gray area. Like, you can dance around it, and you can still sell them. Like, you can dance around it, but you know what? I, I've, I've started to become nervous. So, next year, well, I said I'm not going to say anything, but next year is going to be different, you know? Because uh, I don't want to keep, you know, like, dancing around the gray area. I don't want to disrespect them or anything. Like, I'm doing this because I want to... Um, really showcase Filipino culture, food, all that stuff. But if it's gonna, you know, be detrimental to the companies or something like that, I don't wanna. I don't wanna keep doing. It. I don't know about detrimental. I think it's making them more famous. I hope so because they're amazing. And oh, there was this one time that um, uh, Silver Swan. You know, what Silver Swan is of right? course. Like the makers of like, soy sauce and everything. Yeah. They were, we were supposed to do like um, a collaboration, but it never materialized. But that would have been so cool. Like, yeah, because they have, I, I love their color, the <laughs> yellow and the black and the swan. Yeah, the red and white. So we mm. made mock ups for them and a proposal and everything. But it was, I think it was too out there. Mm. I saw one of your posts that somebody questioned, like, how do you like, work with companies you mentioned that you reach out to the companies how do you reach out oh i think um they were asking about how i got to work with the bigger the bigger companies so at the time i yeah i, I would do a lot of cold emailing like if we still had telephones i would really call them you know i'm very tenacious like i would really call you and I, I would give myself maybe five times to email someone and after that no more because that means okay you're doing too much they don't want you next <laughs> something like that um yeah I would email a lot of brands um sometimes they would come to me thank god that now they come to me mostly so I get to just pick whoever I want to work with now um like just you know brands that align with my message um but yeah, I still do that. I still really cold email. Mm -hmm. I, um, I saw that you work with Kasamaram. Yeah, I love that. I love her collaboration with them. It's very nice. Is that the one from Vancouver? Uh, no, I think they're in the U.S. Okay. I think they're also in the East Coast, from what I remember. Because mm, there's, yeah. there's a Kasama brand here, but it's chocolate. Yeah, I, I follow them too. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. A friend of yeah. a friend's uh, connected to them. Have you had it? 
Uh, the chocolate? Yeah. Yeah, she's, they sent it to It's pretty good, actually. I, I want some. <laughs> let, let, me go, let me go check out their IG if, if they're open or something. Go get it, girl. Go get it. I know. Listen, I think we're there, but I just want to ask you uh, maybe two more questions. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. What's your ultimate goal for Filipinta? My ultimate goal is to reach everyone, honestly. Because right now, um, it's mostly Filipinos, Filipino-Americans. But the real goal is like for non-Filipinos to really appreciate our culture by way of you know makeup and the storytelling through the packaging and through our videos on Instagram and TikTok. And yeah, that's my ultimate goal. Like everyone should know about Filipino culture. I love it. I love. I, you're one of the people that makes me proud to be Filipino. Oh, stop. <laughs> it's true. Like, cause the way you are so proud and the way you're doing it is just very distinctly Filipino. You know, but not in a way like, hey, you gotta look at us because we're this and that. We're because we're Filipino. No, you should look at us because we're cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's close up with this question. What advice would you give to someone considering running a small business like yours? Um, okay, so this is a little bit cliche, but really just keep going. Because um, it took me 10 years to get to this point of just hustling nonstop every day. Obviously, now it's a little bit easier now that we have social media. Like you can blow up overnight, which happens to Filipina as well. But yeah, before starting your business, you should really do your research, a lot of research, because especially the legal side of things, because that will really be the most important thing. Um, Yeah, so just research, 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 and keep going. Mm, Well said. Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. It was nice talking. Of course. Before we close out, if you want to say your website again and all that stuff, go ahead. Yeah, so our website is philippinta.com and our Instagram and TikTok is philippinta beauty. Mm, amazing. Maraming salamat po. Magandang gabi. Salamat. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Again, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you listeners for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.